Welcome to another episode of Security Over Coffee presented to you by Cardano Over Coffee and Epoch Set. This week, we talk about relatable news that you can actually use. Well, I got my friend Cow, and he's going to take five to eight minutes, and he's going to teach us something. I guarantee you're going to learn something about security. And if you don't, you can reach out to him and tell him you didn't learn anything. So, my friend Kyle, how are you? Doing well. You are very much appreciated, sir. And and thank you for the other uh, speaker allowing me a few moments to do this. So I appreciate that as well. So this month um, in Security Over Coffee, uh, this week rather, is at the end of every month, I do a themed uh, EpochSec briefings update where I talk about news-related things. Throughout the month, I typically have other themed topics, but at the end of the month, I just go through news that I heard throughout the month that I think is usable, applicable, and useful to you. So let's get right into it. So the first topic Topic is Silk Road. This one isn't probably really um, applicable, but it's, it's something I thought was really interesting. Um, as you all know, Russ Albrecht is is in prison, and who knows if he'll ever um, anything will ever change with that. But one of his partners, Roger Clark, or he goes by the name of Variety Jones, was just recently this month convicted to 20 years in prison because of his his he, you know he was a big professor of legal drugs and all that but he went to prison because he had worked with Albright to convince him to do a hire for murder thing for one of their employees that's a cool little article and by the way all of these articles that I'm talking about right now I will post out later in a tweet but they're also all in the description of the video that I posted up this morning so if you want to read more on these then you're welcome to you can find them that way anyway moving right on uh, moving right along, Medusa Stealer. So everybody, you know, I'm sure most of you have probably heard about Medusa this month. Medusa is a a piece of malware that is targeting a lot of specific things. Um, a couple of those specific things it's targeting are crypto wallets and things like that. So what what sticks out though, and, and this is targeting browsers. Uh, crypto wallets and password managers as well. And and again, I have an article on that that shows all of the things that it's targeting. But what's stick, what's interesting about this one though, and and not to you know, so that you're not misled, this is a very standard type of piece of malware where what it's doing is it's harvesting uh, user user information, um, user details and user information, system information directly from your your system, right? So it's collecting all of that information. That's a very typical activity with malware. However, the interesting part is it's specifically targeting things you and I use on a daily basis, such as web browsers, password managers, and wallets, right? Um, and Cardano wallets are in this list. So check that out if you'd like a little more knowledge on Medusa and you can understand that better. The advice I'd give you is all the advice I always give. Be very careful on what you click on. Be very careful on what you interact on. Be very pragmatic and slow and careful. Um, do your research, go to the source, all that good stuff. Um, but if you're interested in another one of my videos from months ago, I talk about different tools you can use, one of those being VirusTotal. Um, what you can do on VirusTotal is check the, um, you know, whether something is malicious or safe to use, whether it's websites, URLs, files, hash, and you can do it based on hashes, etc. But you can also put in malware names. So if you go to their search tab on VirusTotal, you can put in Medusa, for example, and it'll show you all of the different indicators of compromise, right? The different files or URLs, different things like that associated, along with hash values, what vendors, AV solutions are protecting against it, which ones identify it, all that good stuff, right? Um, so check that out. Anyway, moving right along to 
a sim swapping thing. So Brian Pellegrino is a is the co-founder and CEO of of uh, Layer Zero Labs. Um, if you're not familiar with that, don't you can look into that if you want. That's not what this is about. But what's the po- I'm not even going to talk about that. What I'm going to extract from this for you is the fact that I have over the last few months seen an a huge increase in influencers, or maybe you just want to call them people with a lot of followers being um, attacked or, or targeted by bad actors and they're compromising things such as discourse servers. And I'll talk about that in a moment um, and Twitter accounts and other social media accounts. And they're, they're compromising that account and posting malicious links. And by the time the, the person that owns that account gets it recovered, they've already compromised some of those followers, if not a lot of them. Right. So if you are a person, you know, I don't want anybody to be compromised, not one single person. However, if you are somebody with a lot, a lot of followers, it is extremely important and um, it is your responsibility to, to protect your accounts, to keep those, to keep yourself safe as well as the people interested in following you safe as well. Um, so I've seen that a lot lately. Now, moving on to Discord server compromises. I've seen this one just as often as that influencer um, targeting thing I just talked about, where I continuously see Discord servers being compromised. The most recent one, and not picking on them, would be Optum Finance. I saw this happen to Liquid recently as well, and there's there's plenty of other examples. But if you again, if you're a project or a prominent person, you have a Discord server, it is, again, your responsibility to be pragmatic, smart, safe, and if you don't know what you're doing, reach out to someone that can help you to keep those Discord servers safe. There's attacks such as bookmark uh, attacks co- going around where you, where the bad actor kind of gets one of the moderators to with admin privileges to look like they're going to a website to ve- to verify their account for a Discord server. And then the bad actor is compromising their Discord session token, and then they're able to bypass 2FA and things like that to log into the account. So do things such as keeping an offline cold account for administrator activities on your Discord server, things like that. I did a video with uh, Josh from Security Bot. I'm going to release at the end of August where we talk about Discord server tips. Anyway, getting long-winded, I'm going to move right on. Uh, let's see what I might talk about next. Crypto or wallet drain. So Zach XBT just um, posted something the other day about Alfapo hot wallets. I don't even know what Alfapo is. The thing I want to extract from from this for you is that hot, you know, wallet drains are becoming very, very common um, on different chains, and it's becoming very. It's just something that's been going on forever. So the the extrapolation for you here is. Be smart about where you're keeping your funds. It's okay to use hot wallets, but keep a minimum percentage of your stuff in hot wallets only for what you expect to routinely use on a daily basis. Keep all of your other high-value assets and the majority of those things on hot, on, on hardware wallets or cold wallets, things like that. Also, Proton, Proton Mail, if you're familiar with them, they have their new native encrypted file syncing app for Windows. So if you're using their cloud-based solution, you can, you, you can now use their syncing app for Windows. Um, you know, Proton is obviously very privacy and security focused, and that's the name of their that's the name of their game. And they are I I really like their company. Uh, but with anything, if you're using cloud-based solutions, just keep in mind of what you're actually doing. Right, you're relying on somebody else to secure and maintain your data. Right, so just understand whatever cloud solution you're using and the security approaches they take and what you're actually putting on there. For example, I personally use a Synology NAS at home now, and I really like that thing. So if you're looking at, at your own cloud hosted solution, 
quote unquote, look into Synology or some other solutions because Synology is kind of expensive. Now, finally, just closing up with a couple random ones here. Ransomware. I talk about ransomware continuously because it is just the biggest pain in our rear end in in the digital world. And it's just really prominent. I just saw an article and, and this number changes depending on what article you read. But, you know, an article from the Hacker News claiming that, you know, in 2023, I think there's upwards of $450 million being extorted based on ransomware. But what I want to point out with ransomware is if you hear that, because I work in a lot of forensics cases, and it's not just ransomware, right? So if company A says, hey, I got ransomware today when I woke up, they were probably compromised 10 months before that. The bad actor was surely in their environment where they fished an employee through an email, which is pretty much what happens every time. Then they get some credentials, they get in the environment, they get elevated credentials with administrative privileges or domain admin accounts. They find out where the company's data is. They harvest that data. So then they can say, hey, company, you know, if you're not going to pay us for the uh, the decryption keys because you have your stuff backed up like you should, well, we already have your information. So then we're just going to release it, right? Now, I always at obviously suggest to not pay ransom because you're just enabling those bad actors, but that's what it looks like. Now, Red Hat, this is not a security thing, but I thought this was really interesting. You can read more about it. I'm not even really t- that in tune with it. Um, however, Red Hat has recently changed. Um, they have a new rule and they're changing the way they're managing um, their closed and open source software. And actually some of the folks on of speaking right now, like Andrew and Olga and others probably know more about this than I do. However, Red Hat is kind of changing their model and that does have some impact on on other Linux distributions out there. So, and they're one of their folks from Red Hat responded with a very personal and heated um, article. Anyway, you can find those articles in my in my video or in my description or tweet later. I share, and that's all I have. Thanks for letting me babble on for the last ten minutes. Thanks for listening to Security Over Coffee presented to you by Cardano Over Coffee. Please remember to join us live Monday through Friday on Twitter Spaces. 1.30 p.m. UTC, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.